The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. Toy and welcome once again to We Came From the Radio, the official show of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking with me in the GHR studio. We have our very own, I almost said, I almost said it again, Steve Conespar and uh, uh, Charlie Saladino. I almost, I'm so used to just... I don't even know if that was English that you just said. He's in here with spirit in this empty chair. He's on assignment. On uh, Facebook Live. The but assignment is the back of his eyelids. Very own Pronto Comics, Dominica Definition Mans Verano. Hi, uh, how's it going today, Mark? It's... <laughs> I, I, I'm uh, above the bar that we established earlier today. I'm above the bar. There's quite a very little bar that we have now. And, yeah. <laughs> and we have, uh, from the GHR studio, we have uh, Zambo the Engineer. Hello. On today's show... We're just really we had, filled with energy today. We had, That's right. We had <laughs> planned for none other than Mike Carbonaro to be a guest on the show calling in. Woo! However... I think due to circumstances, he's not going to be able to call in. So, but due he was, but, huh? but he was nice enough control. that uh, he's going to give us uh, two tickets to give away on this show. So we're gonna have a little contest uh, since this is uh, on Facebook Live. Okay. You can go to the Facebook Live of this video, right? And comment on there. Mm -hmm. And if you comment, we'll have your name randomly entered in a little drawing, and your name will be pulled. And you'll what if only two? one person comments? Then he's they a shoo -in. win. That's but right. But what we're going to do, we're going to give it some time because we have. I would demand a recount, though, <laughs> <laughs> just to be safe. One. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Uh, the Big Apple Con is going to be on the 14th. So we will announce the of winner of December. There yeah, you go. Right that here. helps. <laughs> yes. It's going to be on the 14th. Of pick a random month. We don't know yet. So we will <laughs> announce the winner on December 11th. We'll do that. Okay. So we have nice. until the 11th. So on the 11th live show on Facebook Live, we will announce the winner of the contest for today's show. And so that way we'll mention it each week. And you go on there and comment. You still have time. Plenty of time. What if no one comments? Then no one wins. There will be somebody commenting. Between now and then, there'll be a, there'll, we'll, right. we'll get a comment. I'm sure. They have to say so a code. I would say they have to type a code word, though, to know that they're entered in. Say, I want to win Big Apple tickets. Done. <laughs> Something like that. Done. Say, and, say and that. And I'll also be checking the YouTube page because it gets uploaded to YouTube. So I'll right, also check right, there. right. So you have plenty of places to enter, and then uh, okay. you'll do that. So, um, so in lieu of having Mike as a guest, we're going to be talking about something that we, uh, I personally have been wanting to be talking about for a long, long, long time. And oh, it's, is this going to finally happen? It's going to finally happen. So today, we're You've going You've been kicking be this idea around, I think, for what, two years now? Oh, yeah. Boy. We're going to be talking about the difference between the art and the artist. Oh, my goodness. We're actually going with this one. Okay. Yeah. It's I, finally I happening. It's, I didn't uh, expect it to be do this condo. Like, do no, we have, like, celebratory, like, celebration uh, music or something? I can find it. Like, it's finally happening. Yeah, I can get some. So, uh, yeah. So, we're going to be talking about that. Okay. Um, but first, we're going to take it away with the news. Alrighty then. Who does? News is brought to you. Oh wait, almost forgot. Wait a minute. Almost it's morphing time. That's right. Because we're going to morph into the news. It's morphing time. Inconceivable. 
<laughs> no, sir, it's <laughs> quite conceivable. The news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of the Big Apple Con. I thought that was funny. Of which we are the official of. Celebrating over 23 years of comic book stuff and pop culture. And this, for more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. Um, the next convention will be on December 14th, uh, which we are running a uh, little uh, contest for. I, I think we just, Rooney. we just discussed that. Uh, the headliners will be none other than uh, Sam J. Jones, the original Flash Gordon, okay. and uh, Peter Scolari. Also, uh, artists, legendary artists such as Jim Steranko. Steranko. And... <laughs> Every time. And <laughs> Russ Braun. Oh, my Lord. I guess we are so not having that conversation. We are not <laughs> having this conversation. Womp, uh, womp. Yeah, we have uh, Mike Carbonaro is actually calling me on the phone right now. All right. So, yeah. Well, do you think he's watching <laughs> us right now? He might or may not be, but I will uh, I'll let you know. Hello, we Mike. We'll have him. <laughs> can we see the mic of which that is going to be on this phone? Uh, this is this why I like <laughs> the show. This is, uh, I like it. This is it happens. This is That's the best like. part about it. Um, and I also want to do the shout-outs for our Patreons, of which there are Danny Grillo, award-winning director Jared Burrell, Two Sentence Horror, Kyle Horn, Millie Portez, Dresden Media, Unjikun, and Shadow Rabbit Art. Mm-hmm. If you guys Hey-o. want to get your own little shout-out uh, for just a dollar, go to www.patreon.com, look up a came from the radio in the search bar, and then you too can get a shout-out every week on our show. All right, so uh, let's do it with the news. I'm gonna have to call Mike back eventually during this uh, during this segment. It's gonna be fun. Maybe. Hey, man. Um, I'm so <laughs> glad that this is your show and you're the boss on this. Let's start with the sad news. <laughs> so when, when don't we, we? Yeah. Artist Tom. When have we ever not started with the sad news? Um, when we first started the show, may, way back in 2003, we didn't start with the sad news. We used to end with the sad news. Oh, okay. And everybody on and the set. And then it was note. suggested to swip, swap it around. Oh, swap it so that so, way you yeah. end on a high note. Yes. Got it. <laughs> um, artist Tom Lyle has died following an aneurysm, which resulted in him being put into a medically induced coma Oof. in October. That's horrible. Uh, Tom is best known for drawing three Robin Limited series, along with writer Chuck Dixon, as well as co creating the character spoiler for DC, as well as designing the Scarlet Spider's costume for Marvel Comics during the Clone Wars saga. Uh, oh he my was God. 66. <laughs> That's very young. So, yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Um, moving on. Moving on. Let's move. We, we got nothing else, else to say, say about that. Like, I've, I've, that. Never, I've never sad. met him. It's right. sad. Um, I did not read the Clone Saga. The, the costume was kind of awesome. I How did say. you not read the Clone Saga? Because I wasn't a big Spider-Man fan at the time. I was Hulk. It was, it was Hulk was my, uh, my okay. thing. And then I heard, uh, I'm glad I didn't read the no, Clone it's Saga. A, it's, a, yeah. it's a doom boggle, my friend. Exactly. It's, so I, I, I dodged a bullet on that one. Yeah, it's a cluster, and you can figure out the rest <laughs> of that word. Go! <laughs> um, yeah. So moving on from the uh, swiper no swiping department. <laughs> Award-winning Swipe. comic book colorist Lynn Varley has been accused of stealing and then reselling rough sketches of art by none other than Frank Miller. Uh, turns Oof. out that Lynn was married to Frank and wow. in 2006 filed for divorce after 20 years of marriage. Wow. During the divorce proceedings, the two of them divvied up their shared work as they have collaborated together while they were married. However, Frank, through his lawyer, now says that Lynn, 
continued to conceal the fact that she had taken the roughs throughout the couple's divorce proceedings and even after they negotiated and entered into a post-nuptial and pre-divorce agreement which provided that Lynn was only entitled to receive specifically designed pieces of Frank Miller's artwork, not including the roughs. Despite Lynn's efforts to sell the roughs through her art dealer in secret, Frank has discovered that Lynn's art dealer was offering roughs for sale under the table to collectors. He's asking for sketches back immediately and for an injunction to stop Lynn from selling or destroying them, in addition to damages of at least $25,000 uh, to be decided in a jury trial. Okay. So, Yikes. Yeah. I just, got called, I just got called to jury duty. Maybe that's the one I get called on. Please. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. So, yeah. I know what I'm looking so, at. What, what do you learn from this? <laughs> what's, what's the takeaway from this? Uh, don't don't work with your don't. spouse? <laughs> I get, Yeah. <laughs> Right, I can't really say that. Don't so. ish where you eat. There you go. Um, I don't know what the takeaway is other than... She's like, by the way, yoink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's basically you know, it. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know where to go with that other than yeah. uh, I think Frank <laughs> Miller's right. It's his <laughs> art. Yeah. Why? This this is open and <laughs> shut. Stealing really. it. You know, there's really not... There's really no, no sides on this, I think. Well, Other than like, yeah, don't steal story. art that's not yours. You yeah, know? don't don't no stealing. Swipe or no swiping. Yeah, yeah. swipe, don't swipe. Swipe or no swiping. Sw- Even if he's your ex-husband, it's not okay to steal his artwork and then try and sell it. <laughs> yeah, don't don't do that. Doesn't matter. Ex-husbands. If, you know, ex-husbands. Ex-husband. <laughs> doesn't matter if like you know how bad the marriage went or whatever. It's still illegal. Very so, true. And if not illegal, <laughs> unethical, and opens you up to suit. So don't yeah. do it. Yeah. So. Because then it also makes a lot of people that have worked with you in the past go, did you take my artwork? So then there you go. Right. Too so many questions. Don't, yeah, don't do it. Don't that's, swipe. That's, don't do that's it. That's the lesson. Um, from the I think I'm relevant again department, moving along. Um, <laughs> Rat Bastard and one of my arts nemesis, Lou Ferrigno, once again spoke out against the portrayal of Mark Ruffalo's performance of the Hulk in the latest Avengers movie. Wait a minute. I thought he wasn't one of your arch nemesis. Oh, that's right. He's just a Rat Bastard. So he's not on. He's not, not on the yet. list, but he's definitely. He's dirty. getting close. He's, he's getting, getting close. closer. What does he got to do to be elevated to arch nemesis? I think next time he sees me and he punches me for for calling a rat bastard for over all these years, <laughs> that might be it. You that makes you actually think that he knows who <laughs> you are. That's true. He does not. <laughs> I'm just telling you, <laughs> Lou Ferrigno does not know who you are. Nor, nor does, does he care. care. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not at all, sir. Uh um. So yeah, uh, Lou says, what's happening is that the first two Hulk movies, the CGI was improving, but the last one, Endgame, I was disappointed because the Hulk needs to be hideous. He needs to be a creature. And now in his new film, the Hulk is having dialogue conversations, and I think it basically just spoiled it. You see, in Endgame, Mark Ruffalo, I think, has a lot to do with him and Disney. I didn't like the way it was portrayed the Hulk. It took away that beauty, that quality of the Hulk. That's why a lot of people like the original TV series. Clearly, this is a man who never read a com- a Hulk comic book after yeah. he played the Hulk. I don't think he read it before he Probably played it. Probably not. Or even during. The yeah. TV show was uh, uh, an essence of its own. Right. Which I love dearly. It was a great show. It had emotions. And one of the few shows where it ended and they right. killed off the main character. That was That's like true. It was such a downer. For the show that it was, he was searching for a cure, and then he died. He died, right? Well, <laughs> that made it even better. Like you know, for as shows go, the that, show that's itself, a bam, that's a that's a home run hit. The show ended, but then it became like TV they, movies. They made right? the reunion movies. They made three of them. Right. 
That's where he meets like Daredevil he and met Thor. Daredevil and Thor, and then uh, he dies. He just just dies. That's the last thing you see of right. him it's dying. The death of the Incredible Hulk. Which you know at the time you're like, nah. Is that the one where? Um, Although like he goes by David Banner, but that's the one where where Doctor Banner actually finally gets to see what the Hulk looks like. Um, no, he saw him in the first one, Uncredible Hulk Returns. Okay. They videotaped it. He's like, "Wow, I've never seen this before." You know, right? You know, because it's like with bad well, CGI why and and whatever. But it was just it's just one of those things that it was it was that's the last thing you heard. Of course, when when he died, yep. that was that was how it ended. Yep. He's dead on the tarmac. The camera's pulling away. Everybody's surrounding him. People actually saw him transform from the Hulk back to Bruce Banner. They're all around him watching him die. And he goes, his last lines, I'm finally free. And it ends. That's it. That's how it goes. So well, it is an ending. If you invested your life in that show, those four years, which I have, and then you saw the movie, then you're all excited, and then he dies. That's Terrible. Well, I and think yet free. it was so good because I, it, it made the emotional impact. It yeah. did its job. I, I think it was kind of a given when it, the movie's titled "The Death of the Incredible yeah, Hulk." Yeah, they say it all the time. <laughs> like, yeah, he's not gonna die. Like, they're not gonna really kill him off. You know, he'll die and then he pretends if he die or something like that. How many comics have they died? And that not? is true. So you, you see the death of the Incredible Hulk. Like, oh, you know, maybe he dies in the media. Maybe you know he's right, right. gone forever. Right. But not Banner. <laughs> Right. That's yeah. I mean, look, I, I a, couple, a year or two ago, I was watching maybe two years ago, I was watching a series about the Borgias on Netflix. That was the Netflix series, not the one that was on Showtime. And this is completely nerdy and, and history related to me. But they basically like you know Cesare Borgia dies, and then even them, they're like, nah, did we really kill him off? And then you see him like walking on the Americas, like he's, he faked his death. Right. So I mean, if you could do that with an actual historical person <laughs> and, and use artistic license to <laughs> say that perhaps that person really didn't die, I guess you could have done that with um, with the Incredible Hulk. Right. Maybe and you could. They have. didn't. Like I said, it was the death of the, of the of the creature, not the the scientist. So yeah. Even still, like, well, well, still. really, isn't yeah. the death of the Incredible Hulk the merging of the Hulk personality with? Bruce could Banner be. could be like it the true awesome, the, yeah. well, the one true merge essentially yeah. right yeah you know. but it's like not the way that it was in Avengers where it was like okay let's meet in the middle and I'll have be green and super strengthy but then like also really intelligent and well spoken instead well, just mean, being like in yeah. the comics it was yeah that, that's what happened in the comics yeah, yeah, yeah. it was it was the death of that Hulk but yeah, yeah. he came right. back and there's a whole bunch of Hulk stuff that's going on in the well, that's because like all Peter David ever yeah. wanted to do was just write the Hulk and then they like mm-hmm. no Pete we're gonna take you off this like oh yeah I'm gonna mess with you so bad mm-hmm. I would have yeah. loved a fight scene though between um, Dr. Banner Hulk mm-hmm. and then the OG Hulk from the first Avengers film just going at it for at least five minutes you know what I mean yeah. like Hulk just sees him and goes you wouldn't, you wouldn't win I, you that's true. Know, I don't that's think true. it's on the docket for Marvel but they should definitely do a Hulk yeah. movie yeah. Hulk that happens Hulk. in the five year period maybe it's in the what if you know, maybe something like that is in that what if thing. Maybe, that you know, like, know. listen, they're going to do a Black Widow movie that's in the five year period. That's right. They are. So there's no reason why they shouldn't do that. to oh, find, like, So we like could finally can. see Hulk Banner coming to terms with the Hulk and yeah. becoming basically Mr. Perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it Mr. Fix-It? And Mr. Fix-It, Mr. Fix-It. Mr. Fix-It is, the, yeah. is the Grey Hulk. Yeah. Oh, and really? He became the Professor Hulk. With Professor Hulk. Hulk. That's right. Or the Merged Hulk. He was the Merged Hulk. And then later on, they named him the Professor Hulk. Right. Somewhere, my one of my best friends is shaking his head like, "How do you not know this?" Because he's a he, he's like he could rival you. Yeah, with my Hulk stuff? And with with his love of the Hulk. Huh? He actually got to meet Peter David. 
Yeah, I've, I've met him. He's been on but the show. He met him. And- <laughs> Here's how he met him, though. He was working at Borders, and he made him coffee. He knew. He knows how Peter David likes, likes his, his coffee. coffee. <laughs> yeah. As, so, as a, as a side note do we Peter get him David, on the show and have a Hulk he, off? He's he's been on the show, Peter David. Right. But um, the last time I spoke to him, and I mentioned this on while I was being interviewed, I was like, "Hey, Peter David, you know, I, I see him all the time. I I I, yeah. I, I always reintroduce myself because you know, remember who I am. But, you know, no, takes and a I go while. And I, and I and I say, "Hey, I barely be? remember who you are." I was like, "You know, you were on our show before in the past." Would you be interested in coming down to our studio to be a guest again? He's a and Long he Island. says, I know. He says, not particularly. Ouch. <laughs> uh, but the way he <laughs> said it, like, I wasn't like, can you come on a show? Can you? I was like, would you like to? He goes, not really. And I was like, oh, all right. It wasn't, you know. Where are you going to go he, from there? He <laughs> answered the question that I presented to him, <laughs> yeah. which, which is what I would have done. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, anyway, so talking about the streaming Disney service. Moving on. Oh, I didn't know that we were segueing, but yes, okay. On to Disney Plus. Um, from the, there is still some fight left in the resistance department. <laughs> in the just few, in the first few days of being released, Disney Plus has been hacked. Mm-hmm. According to reports, hackers broke into customers' accounts, removed all the original users' devices, and changed the password and username, giving themselves complete control over the account. <laughs> the accounts were then placed up online for sale. Some were priced as low as $3, while others went as high as 11 Well, damn. In addition to the hacks, the service itself, upon launch, experienced over 7,000 technical issues with many customers being unable to access their accounts for multiple hours, not, the, not including the ones who were hacked. And it was later revealed that the service is not available on Vizio TVs and that Vizio customers will have to wait until 2020 to access the service. Son of a bitch. <laughs> we have a Vizio TV here. However, oh. despite all this... You're going to have to edit yourself now. Yes. yes. Okay. That, that was what the sigh was for. I'm like, I just said that. <laughs> However, despite all this good news, Disney did announce that it has 10 million subscribers by the of end course. of day one. So, of course it did. 10 million, you know. but like, at least... Day one, $10 million. They made 60, $70 million one day. But... Pretty much. They only have about 10,000 people actually using it because the rest of them all got hacked. <laughs> But Listen, they, I watch it. It's it's very nice. It's very clean. I can't wait for them to fill it up. Yeah, yeah. Like they, it. I can already look at it and go like, all right. So we're really we're really running on whatever you could put together in bare bones. Mm-hmm. It's like all right. So we have all the Star Wars films. Yeah. But we don't because you don't right. have uh, Last, Jedi. Last Jedi. Last Jedi yet. Yeah, yeah. Because I guess uh, Netflix still has the rights to, to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. For a little bit longer. So it's clearly like whatever Netflix doesn't have the rights to that we can just put up. We've got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> basically what it is. Until, of course, Disney buys Netflix. That'll happen. Which that, will probably happen. And then merges into Netflix, Disney Plus. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Dis- you know. Disney Plus, Netflix. <laughs> may or may not. I love the um, yeah. the memes or the gifs that you see of like mm. Mickey with the Infinity Gauntlet. And, yeah. you, just, <laughs> and you just see him putting in like 20th Century Fox. Fox like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah basically, yeah, yeah. yes. That being said, The Mandalorian, pretty good. I got to watch it. I you haven't have watched a, it yet? I, I have a free year from uh, Verizon. And uh, <laughs> okay. I, I want to- I want to utilize that while I while I have it for a year, so I got yeah. I got to watch it. The Mandalorian is uh, pretty enjoyable. <sighs> I got to watch that, and I got to binge Clone Wars because I've not got a chance. Apparently You've never Clone watched Clone Wars, or I've watched bits and pieces. I've never actually sat down and done it. Two ways to watch it: yeah. you could watch it just as the the episodes are, mm-hmm. or there's an ideal order. There is an order yes. where because it's not in chronological okay. order yeah. of the story. Yeah, 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 it bounces around. Okay, why it does that, I have no idea. It's just the way they want. But that's do how it. Dave Filoni did it. Okay. Exactly. Of course. of course. There is a list online of how to watch it, so it's chronological to the story. Okay, so then I'll probably do it that way to make it that much easier to have it be much more of an impact when uh, the end finally comes for it. 
Mm. All right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I do love that they're the bringing end. it back. Oh, absolutely. Going to finish this finally. Like that one last season or whatever they needed to do. I think do. they wanted to do like two more seasons or something. Okay, I heard or whatever one. it was. No, it was probably, I think, two. But yeah, yeah, I'm glad that they're finishing it because then that means I can watch the whole thing and be like, <gasps> satisfaction. Right, so, hopefully. because it, it's interesting. Like there's the yeah. Clone Wars that is like the 3D animated mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. But then there's also the Clone Wars that they did on Cartoon Network. The miniseries. The, the miniseries. The, the Gennady Tartavatsky uh, animation one my yeah. favorite absolutely my favorite it's like in full it's like a half hour special yeah yeah but it's and awesome. it actually they feed off each other really a little oh. bit because there are characters that are uh, introduced in that cartoon network one in the original one that are showing that up are, that show up oh that's so cool yeah that's so, so watch cool. that first yeah and then and then go into it okay cool 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 so I'll, I'll reestablish myself and of course Mark has not gotten Disney Plus at all and it's okay. we'll never get Disney Plus and that's we'll fair. Never get Disney Plus. So that's I fair. thought about that. Is it because I'm uh, poor or cheap? And I think it's because you just take yes. because I just <laughs> taken a stance against it. So like even if it wasn't on Disney Plus, if it was on something else, I probably wouldn't see it. So like because if it was it's on Disney, if, because you don't want to pay for it. Because it was Disney. Because I let's I, I was thinking about if they had shown up on Netflix. I'm like, no. I wouldn't. So one of my favorite yeah, memes favorite on the internet that I've been seeing about Disney Plus is, uh, "Mom, can we get Disney Plus? We have Disney Plus at home. It's just a box full of old VHSs <laughs> of Disney tapes." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's basically the same thing." It's sort of the same thing, it's except basically for the same thing. listen, I decided I want to get Disney Plus yeah. simply because there's The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a ton of new shows mm-hmm. that are coming out from Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, who knows about how many new Star Wars properties are going to be putting out? That's right. That so is very I don't right. care how many VHS tapes Until that you have. The rest of the new stuff is all going to be on Disney Plus. Yeah. Until yeah. the moon learns how to talk, is it gonna is when they're gonna stop making Disney uh, Star Wars stuff. Basically, yeah. The moon. I love how they're how saying that the new movie coming out, the final. I'm like, it's not the final. No, movie. it's just the end of the Star War, uh, the, oh, the Star Skywalker, Skywalker saga. saga. It's and not the it, end. No. Is no, it? No. No. I don't think so. No. I'm expecting like in five more years, Star Wars Episode Again. Ten. You know, like it's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. And speaking of uh, movies from the. That's a lot of nuts. No, that's not a lot of nuts. Department. Inconceivable. Um, I have no idea what's going on. Charlie's Angels, which, due to poor right, yes. marketing, is actually a sequel and not a reboot. <laughs> open with just three dollars point two million dollars in the box office. Oh wow! Million, just eight point two million. Three million dollars was made on the first day. So the film, which costs about fifty-five million dollars, is now considered a flop. And to wit, uh, that the writer, director, producer, and actress Elizabeth Bank says, "Well, if you're gonna have a flop, make sure your name is on it at least four times." I'm proud of Charlie's Angels and happy it's in the world. So there you go. At least she's taking uh, it in stride. I mean, regardless, I mean, my opinions on it are just like, eh, why not? I love that she's trying to blame it on that people aren't ready for a female-led action movie. Yeah, but that's what they that's always like, say. Like, no, but really, I, I, no. I think it's part was the marketing because a lot of people thought it was a reboot, but upon my research, it's actually a continuation, a sequel of uh, all the other stuff that's came out for it, the, the TV series that came out for it. Oi. The new TV series, I'm saying. Okay. The, the, the new movies that came out with uh, right. Drew Barrymore, which was a continuation of the original series. Right. So yeah, I had a, no idea about any of that. I thought it was like a reboot thing again. Exactly. That's yeah, my point. Too. So the marketing department was like, oh, it's a reboot with female empowerment, blah, blah, blah. Instead of saying, hey, this is a continuation of the other stuff, we're going to make references to the other stuff. It's, we're keeping right. the story alive because Charlie's Angels is just it just keeps on going, and they can have new people rotating in and out as they have with the original series when they got rid of uh, Farrah Fawcett and mm-hmm. put it with uh, Cheryl Ladd. So 
Yeah, because um, in the movies, the old movies, they had um, Jacqueline Smith reprise her role as Kelly Gary, right. one of the original angels. And even in this one, um, one of the characters is the same character that uh, Bill Murray played. Bosley. Yes, but it's a different actor playing that same character. Hmm. Right. So it's a continuation. Right. Okay. And apparently it wasn't even that good. But that doesn't stop people from going to see the movie. The marketing does. That's true. If, if, Although, if the marketing yeah, was really good. The movie's really bad. Right. But yeah. I'm saying if the marketing was really good, they wouldn't go and see it. And they're like, oh, this is a bad movie. But for $8 million, that means that the marketing was terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you barely heard about it. Right. And Truth Patrick Stewart is in it. like Sir Patrick Stewart. Yeah, how could he? Picard is in it. So, yeah. Picard. You always wonder like how these actors, these really good actors, because frankly, let's, let's face it, if you are a movie star, yes. you, you have to be able to act <laughs> to some degree. Yeah, you didn't get right. this far along in your career, and, and studios are not putting you in, on multi-million dollar projects um, if you, you aren't good at what you're doing. Correct. It's, it's just a given. So you have to wonder, like, how do any of these actors end up doing bad movies? Some well, actually, actually, this is actually funny you mentioned that. Um, there was an interview with someone. This is years ago, and they said they film out of order. Right. So you don't really know what's the final product when you're doing it. So you believe, yeah. based on the script, that it's right. a really good thing, and it, you're doing your best to do it. Right. But sometimes you just kind of just take the check. If you look at it, like saying, I'm just taking to take the check. And sometimes, yeah, there, clearly there are people so, who, like Sean Connery has definitely said in the past, like there are some movies that are like, I did it, I needed the money. Yeah. Yeah. So like, never, never say never again. Right. So Done. that's, well, so that's there's that. And, and when was, he did The Avengers, that too. <laughs> right. Oh, yes. Oh, that, that one. That, yeah. That yeah. yeah. And he's like, well, <laughs> I think he was on Inside the Actors Studio, like, and, and, and James Lipton's like, So The why? Avengers, Sean. He's like, Well, I didn't want to do the film. <laughs> but but my check. wife saw how much they were going to pay me, and she said, "Do the film." Exactly. So there's a <laughs> and everyone's like, time. "Fair, all right, fair." So, enough, so I can fair. see I why an actor would be like, <laughs> "I thought it was going to be good, but oof, look what came out of this." Well, <laughs> kinda, I also think turd. a lot of times, like well, the editing just kills movies. Look at um, oh yeah, um, the guy who did the Joker in the Suicide Squad. What's that? What's the guy's name? Jared Leto. Jared Leto. He thought it was going to be a completely different movie. He filmed oh. a lot of stuff. It was all right. got chopped out. A lot got chopped out. So well, it's like it, what they keep happens. saying about like the supposed the, the Snyder, Snyder cut. It's the, the Snyder same cut. thing. You're making a movie. You don't know what's going to wind up in the movie. Which, look, if they could do the Donner cut, eventually they should release the Snyder cut. because yeah, every, like, you know, 30 if, years, if, 40 yeah, years. 30 years from now. All the cutting room floor stuff is just a digital trash bin. You can easily pull it back out right. of said bin. Because I, I am curious. Did they ever release the Snyder cut? I it was, it was, was screened. It was screened for like certain people. Yeah. Before his uh, daughter had uh, committed suicide, Jackson had his daughter committed suicide, oh, which is why yes. he left. Right. Well, the yeah. Project. So that was there. Was, there's a good a, reason for that. It was that, a bare yeah. bones screening. I don't think all the special effects were done, but it was right. a bare bones screening of this is what was coming out. Because as I understand it, it was supposed to be two movies, yes. not one. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Shot at the same time. Correct. Tons more but footage. But they got scared. And they then got split. Scared. They got scared. And the they wanted to rush. That, uh, they wanted to Avengers rush building did. the universe. Yeah, that yeah. was what Avengers did because they announced it was going to be two movies, and they're like, "No, no, no, it's not going to be two movies because of all the backlash." And they still made it two movies without right. even telling anybody. That was see, that's right. smart. That's, that's, that's Marvel's smart. smarter, man. That's, that's smart. So yeah, it's like, going to be. In. As I understand, like Superman yeah. wasn't even supposed to show up until, until the, the second, second movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, and so, like, that's kind of why like you don't get a lot of Superman. So yes. in the movie, like yes, yes, but yes. Whereas so, I think the. 
it probably would have been way better as two movies and whatever. Probably. And I'm not a huge Zack Snyder fan, but I got a feeling visual, he had a much better idea amazing. of what he wanted to do. His visuals are amazing. I, yeah. I can give him that. And I'm one of the few people that like Sucker Punch. Okay. Sucker Punch was all right. It's just, he, can, he knows how to make a movie. Right. But, Snyder's great with effects. Yeah. Like, let's just yeah. say that right now. Snyder is amazing with effects. You want a story? Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Right. That's one of the reasons why I liked Watchmen so much. So, he was great with the yes. effects. Hell yes. Yeah. He didn't do any of the writing or the directing, which is fine. Yes. It's fine. Right. You know, he did well. So right. we have. Speaking of which, have you seen the HBO Watchmen? No, not yet. I actually have that queued up. I need to watch it. It's, it's been pretty good. I've been hearing I've been, only been good things. It. I've only been hearing good things. And like where you watch the movie and you go like, well, of course they're not going to drop a giant squid on New York. It's a stupid premise. It and then all of a in, sudden, they just dropped a giant squid on New York. Didn't it they? works in the comic. You don't think it's going to work <laughs> in the movie. But then in the show, yeah. you see the giant squid get dropped as a flashback. And you're like, <laughs> you know. They probably could have done the giant squid thing in the movie. <laughs> if they could make it work for HBO, they could make it work for a multi-million dollar, dollar thing. Movie. Yeah. All right. Hell yeah. So we actually have, we're almost out of time, but I want to get, we have mm-hmm. a lot more news, but I just want to get this one bit before we take a break and have Mike call Do it in, up. most likely. Um, <laughs> okay. From the, because uh, I love this one, from the That's No Radioactive Spider Kid department. Benny Garcia from Massachusetts has pleaded not guilty to drug charges after authorities said his five-year-old son brought heroin to his school and told his teacher that when he tastes the powder, he becomes Spider-Man. Police searched Benny's home, and they say they found more than 200 bags of heroin and cocaine, and the boy was taken to the hospital but was found unharmed. Benny faces charges of drug possession and reckless endangerment of a child. Uh, uh, See, that's why I had to get to it. I I had to get to that one. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm just. Uh, so yeah, that's it for the news. You go, you kid. You can <laughs> climb up single stories in a bag. Go ahead. So he's climb up. So this kid has basically been tasting heroin. <laughs> that's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. And then he's, you know, like high. And then the dad and thinking he's <laughs> Spider Man. And that's the dad literally saying. goes, yeah, no, none of that's mine. Over 250 bags. No, no, that's mine. No, it's not mine. No, he no, found no, it. He found them all. Yeah. Yeah. It's not mine. There's I don't know where it. it came from. None of it. It's all in his bedroom. <laughs> that is that is so wrong, man. So bad. I feel so bad, bad for laughing, but the kid's okay, so Wait, it's well, all right. Whoa. It's all right. Sorry. It's all right. It's all right. It's so warm in here. Uh, I, got, I know. We gotta take a break. So wow. You got anything else? Before um, we take a break. Nothing. I got nothing, man. <laughs> Demo, I, I got anything? nothing. I got nothing, man. All right, We're so good. We we'll let it speak for itself. Yeah. We're gonna be wow. back. Came from the radio. This is the amazing question, and you're listening to it came from the radio. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. Hey everybody, this is Todd McFarland of the Record Setting Spawn comic series. And if you're looking for any kind of cool conversation about creators, about entertainment, about all that good stuff, you go to It Came From The Radio. You're listening to the right spot. Hey guys, I'm Christy and I'm here to make the coolest custom cake for your next event. I also do cake pops, cupcakes, cookies, you name it. So if you're searching for the perfect birthday gift, preparing for your big day, or maybe there's nothing coming up, but your sweet tooth may have just given your brain a swift kick because of me. 
Give me a call at 631-606-8166 or follow me at Custom Cakes by Christy, I-N-C. That's K-R-I-S-T-Y. Thanks. Sword of Omens, come to my hand. I, Lion-O, command it. Hi, everybody. This is Larry Kenny, the voice of Lion-O on Thundercats. And you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. <laughs> Welcome back to It Came From The Radio, officially back up. Welcome your host, Mark Torres, speaking, along with Zambo, the engineer, and our very own Prompto Comics, Dominic Definition Man Sperano. Yes. Um, we have on the phone none other than Hello. Mr. Big Apple himself, Mike Carbonaro. Say hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. <laughs> hey, everybody. How you doing? We are doing well. How are you today, sir? So, I am in New York City at the new home of the Big Apple, the New York Hotel. We've gone from New York on 7th Avenue to New York on 8th Avenue. Right on the corner of 8th Avenue and 34th Street, I've signed a five-year deal. So the new home of Big Apple is going to be the New Yorker Hotel. I'm really excited. It's beautiful. There's great carpeting. It's plush. There's a 24-hour uh, diner downstairs. It's lots of different rooms. We've got panel rooms. The Big Apple is going to rock. Well, that's, that takes care of your worry about food, Mark. You yeah, had me at the 24-hour <laughs> diner, to yeah, be brutally yeah. honest. So, plus, um, plus, there's a few others. There's a, there's a butcher, there's a banker, there's a whole bunch of other restaurants and assorted eateries within the, within the hotel. It's just lots of fun. So you walk around the you can walk around the con yeah. eating a patty melt. It's gonna yeah. be awesome. <laughs> Everything you like ever a wanted. In life. Hotel. It's a really nice one. The, the rooms are really nice to stay in, so it's awesome. So you have um, is Santa Claus gonna be there? Santa Claus will be there the in the time. form of uh, in the form of uh, the man who played Flash Gordon, Sam Jones. Sam J. Jones, the original Flash Gordon. Yeah, I love well, that actually, movie. Actually, he does double with Santa Claus. We didn't know that just now. I've let his like, good identity really out. There you go. So now, but, so that's who Santa is all this time. All right. Yeah, now we this know. This is in three weeks, December <laughs> the 14th. And if, a, if two of your callers call in, we'll give them VIP passes for the show. So the first two callers that call in looking for passes to the Big Apple, give me their names and they're on the VIP list. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. We really appreciate that. So, um, what's uh, you're also a comic book collector, and you uh, buy and sell and trade comics, right? I buy and sell comics. Running a convention is actually my hobby, although we've done it for 23 years, and over 500,000 people, half a million people, half a million people have come to my comic book conventions. So, I've probably run and produced more shows than any other convention promoter in New York City, especially. So, we've done over 100... Uh, Days of conventions, so it's pretty cool. Wow. So That's what? Awesome. Um, so what do you think? Um, oh, what? Who else do you have uh, for the? We the have Jim Steranko coming to the show, and Neil Adams is just Starenko. throwing his hat into the comic book world. He'll be coming down. And it's Neil a one-day Adams. show. It's a special one-day Christmas show on Saturday, December fourteenth, to introduce the new hotel to everybody, to get them excited about the bigger show that's coming in the same hotel. In April, our two-day show, April 4th and 5th. So this is going to be a fun one-day-only Saturday. Get in, buy every comic book you can. As soon as you can, buy all the toys and art and collectibles that you want, and that's it. BigAppleCC.com is the website. BigAppleComicCon.com, BigAppleCC.com. But, yeah, running a show is my hobby, and buying and selling comics is my business. (laughs) 
So, so what um, what comics would you suggest would be the, the thing to get right now? What's the hot okay. comics out there? So there's lots and lots of hot comics. I mean, just certain numbers from some of the Marvel titles are getting crazy, like Strange Tales just got, you know, Strange Tales number 138, number 158, different numbers. But if you want to take a title and get crazy, you'll start investing. And I was saying this. Six months ago, at the beginning of the year, I was doing a TV show with a friend of mine, Anthony, and we were talking about comics to invest in. I was telling people, Silver Surfer and 80-page Giants. Since then, you could have had 25% on your money. I think that uh, it'll still do, and you can do 50%. It'll take a year or two. But right now, Silver Surfers, there was only 18 of the original Silver Surfer comic books in 1968 and 69. Those are incredible investments. I've taken my own advice recently and just paid $4,000 for a 9.2, which was selling for $4,500. Um, so, and a lot of the Fantastic Fours are still underpriced. That's the last great Marvel team that hasn't been catapulted into the stratosphere with a great film. And that's supposedly in the works and coming forward. So that's my I- I- investment um, yes, uh lead uh, what I suggest for the collectors and investors for now. We'll have something after the show, after the December 14th show. We can talk right before Christmas, and we can talk about I'll have some incredible announcements for the April show, and we can talk about that, give away a few more tickets, and I can come on monthly and tell you guys what I think for comic book investments. And if any of your callers want to call in and ask questions, I'll be happy to answer them for them on the air. That'd be awesome. So I have a question though. So how do you how do you decide like what just because being in the industry, how do you know what's going to be hot? Like how do you form your predictions? Um, you know, it's kind of I go having done it so long by a combination of what I see for people asking for and what's and what's you know what's in the media, whether it's the movies, whether it's actors, whether it's some old uh, film that's been resurrected, but. Um, I, a combination of instinct and social media, but that's really you just gotta you just gotta really decide. Right now, it seems like the movies, especially the Marvel movies, are what's fueling the the value and the excitement in comic books. Just you know, going from fifty dollars like a Shield number one, which was twenty five dollars now, to like three or four hundred dollars, and the Eternals comics. You know, these were comics in people's dollar boxes. Uh, a year and a half ago, and now it's a hundred bucks for a nice copy and a really mint copy. The thousand dollars of a turtle number one. So it's a lot of fun. Wow. <laughs> it's a lot of profit if you make the right moves. And so we actually had a show about um, collectability. So does this does the grading and the, the does that make a difference on the books, or should you have it graded yourself? Sure. Every, 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 all the grading makes a difference. You can buy books that are already graded, or you can buy books as they call them raw, but non-graded, and then decide to grade them. You just have to have an idea of what the grade is when you buy it. Uh, you can buy a collection. You can have your own original collection that you've saved. You can grade, I mean, a combination of things. If you really want to put the books away, I'd suggest you buy them and send them to the CGC or any of the other grading companies and let them grade it for you, and then that's an easy way to keep it. It becomes a nice commodity. It's got a grade, and with that grade, you can get a real value from the Internet on what it's worth. 
Will you have a CGC at uh, the CGC Big Apple? CGC will have a submission at the show. They'll be at our big show in April, but the CVCS company will be coming to the show in uh, in December, and they'll be there for grading. Yes. Um, how much are tickets, by the way? Tickets are only, I believe, they're twenty or twenty-five bucks. Go online and pick them out. Yeah, for the whole day, and we're going to be doing announcing some specials. So check our website, BigAppleCC.com. Uh, check our. We'll be doing lots of specials over the next two weeks. All right. Um, I think that's all we have. Uh, by the way, now what are you collecting oh. right now? What are you guys got? Either right. of you guys seriously collecting something at the moment? Dominic collects tons of Pronto comics. Yes. Okay. Aha. Uh-huh. Pogo. Is that what you said, Pogo? Pogo? Pronto Comics. Pronto. I'm not familiar with Pronto. That's a that's a label, right? Pronto. Yes, that's correct. It's, it's my actual company, so oh, he's, he's joking with you. There you go. Yes. Well, Pronto, get on it and let's buy more of those immediately. <laughs> I, I yes, please. That's buy great. as many as you can. Fine. So Pronto will be time. will be at the at the Big Apple convention. Sure. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. That sounds good. I'm seriously um, speaking. Have you have you heard of a? Go ahead. Go ahead. Hit me. Oh, I was gonna say, have you heard of the new company that's coming out, AWA Comics? No, AWA. What does that stand for? Um, artists, uh, writers, and artisans. That's by Bill Jimenez. Uh, this company just came out with um, a new imprint called AWA Comics. It's a uh, upshot. And I know that it's coming out to stores soon, so I thought maybe you had heard about them. And no, had I should, I should look into, I'm going to look into that right away. Maybe we can get them to uh, preview some of their books or have some of their stuff at our show. Oh, that would be cool. I'm going to work um, on so, that. Yeah, so, yeah, do you have any final thoughts for us before uh, you head final to the is, great is, comic book world? <laughs> may the comic force be with you. We've got a great Star Wars movie coming out before the end of the year, and we got Black Widow and, you know, uh, come to the Big Apple Con and, and, and buy all your toys and stuff for Christmas. And if you got kids, bring them along. I think kids under 10 or 11 are free, and there'll be lots of free toys and comics for everybody. All right. Thank you so much, Woo. Mike, for calling in. I really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Nice talking. You have a great day. Bye. You too. Take Bye. care. Boop, boop. And we are out. And that was Mike. Hey. So I guess uh, Pronto Comics is going to be at the Big Apple Con. Apparently, I had no idea. <laughs> yes, I guess now. Aren't, aren't you the uh, editor in chief of uh, Pronto yeah, Comics? Yeah, I. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work. But um, as, as, yeah. he, as he mentioned himself, uh, we're going to have the two nice enough to give away two tickets uh, for 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 this show. But like I said, we'll make it easy. We're going to have a people comment on it because we're not live live. We're live on tape live. That's right. And so they can't call in because they can't hear us now. And live to tape. Unless they uh-huh. are on the Facebook live, but we prefer them to be yes. social media. Why do friendly. you do this? And, you know, if this is what happens. My, my brain just starts going, and it, and it just it just keeps on going. And this is, and then every time another thought just jumps in there, and they all, like, have a party together. So I try to get it all out as I can, but then you guys jump in, and you guys, you know, it's like a rotating ideas. That, that's, that's true. Uh, that's, that's true. Uh, that's going through. So yeah, sure. So yeah, that was uh, that was great. I'm, I'm glad glad we got Mike to call in. Yeah, it was, awesome. it was really good. Which actually gives us time, because I know Mike was a busy man. To go to that other bit of news that I have. Oh, we're going back to the news. <gasps> news. Hit morphing time again. <laughs> it's morphing time. We're morphing. Now we are we morphing back. 
are we morphing, like, are we morphing back to our original state, or are we, are we morphed from our, to our original state, and now we're morphing back into Power Ranger mode? We're morphing sideways. We don't have. I know, the, right? We don't have the clip that says "back to action" because that's what they used to say when they had already morphed once. Right. And then it was they're gonna go back. Back into to action. action. So back to action. And it was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Or have we morphed from the Green Ranger to the White Ranger now? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Well, actually, he can do all of them now because can he has he? the oh. Master Morpher. Really? Which has all I the powers of all his uh, previous Power Ranger abilities in the Morpher. He, uh, what really were the Power Ranger abilities? Sword. Fighting, <laughs> sword, <laughs> fighting people in spandex? Kung Fu and sword flute. Yeah, the, the, sword actual, <laughs> the actual powers. How could he play that flute when, you can't, when the mask didn't actually open up? It just knew. It doesn't make any sense. It just it's a knew. sentient flute. It's a sentient flute. <laughs> Why not? Oh, it's like a gyroscope babe. in your phone Why that knows not? when you rotate to horizontal mode. So the actual, I would say the actual powers would be enhance um, uh, strength, agility, uh, speed. For they get, basically, they become, the ability, they become Captain America. You have yeah. the ability to uh, summon Zords, which is also part of your powers. And then you also have a uh, amazing knowledge of how to use all your Zords and... You have a, a become a ninth degree black belt when you morph. Ninetieth <laughs> degree black belt. Because you That's learn right. you learn kung fu. <laughs> You're beyond black. You're now a red belt. When you become a power ranger, <laughs> you've gone back. That's right. Yes, you've, they've, they've gone, gone to plaid. plaid. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> You're a plaid, plaid belt. So, um, going back to the news. That's. That's, that's Scottish martial arts. <laughs> Scottish martial arts. When you when you achieve mastery level, you get a plaid belt. Done. Get them all. Here's that's all. right. Get a kilt um, and a plaid hey, belt. Yes. So, not going. You see here, laddie. Going past. Going, I'll headbutt you and kick you while you're down. Going past the kid who uh, became Spider-Man with the with the spider powder. Yeah, spider powder. Oh, that we yeah. Have, spider oh power powder. We have from the. From the. Wobbly. Uh, None other than Nicolas Cage is in final talks to play none other than Nicolas Cage in an upcoming movie titled The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Um, In this (laughs) film, in in the film, (laughs) Nicolas Cage... Being John Malkovich too, Nicolas Cage. Being Nicolas Cage. (laughs) In this film, Nicolas Cage is chasing a role in a new Quentin Tarantino movie. But meanwhile, he's tangled up in a bad relationship with his teenage daughter, Nicholas Cage, and haunted by his 1990s doppelganger, Nicholas Cage, who criticizes the present-day Nicholas Cage for his poor choices and roles and lack of star power. Oof. In the movie, he's also deeply in debt and thus trying to woo a billionaire to buy a new script he's been working on. Is this just but a biopic? Out, I was just gonna say, is this a documentary? This is just a biopic, isn't it? <laughs> but he finds out that the CIA. He finds out from the CIA that the billionaire that is actually a drug cartel leader, and so now Nicolas Cage is tasked with gaining intel on the man who has kidnapped the daughter of a Mexican politician. Okay, so this is just a biopic. <sighs> Got it. So this really is just a biopic. You know, Saturday Night Live used to do like a, a bit about like Nicolas Cage. Yeah. And yes. I think it was Andy Sandberg who would do it. Yes. And he's like, and now off to my next adventure, impregnating the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> Which oh my the more <laughs> yeah the more, the more we mean, find out and hear about Nicolas Cage the I, more it seems feasible it, it, it definitely it's seems like, like the that's squid on it's, it's like the so, giant squid on New York it's this, pretty it's pretty doable what happened this to him reminds me of he um, needed money like, <laughs> the Jason the like, Jason Claude Van Damme yeah series. yeah yeah it's the like Jean Claude Van Damme on his own. which they never brought, they did one season of and didn't bring back mm-hmm. um, 
which was funny, Jean Van Johnson or something like that. <laughs> I watched it. It was hilarious. Mm-hmm. It so was, it's gonna I got to be... give Van Damme credit. credit for spoofing himself so yeah. well in that. He's like, he, he at least does, at least in that, did not take himself seriously at all. Well, and that's the good it, thing, yeah. It, yeah. It, it was an offshoot of the movie, JCVD, where he played yeah. himself and he, right. and he got tied up in a bank robbery. Right. Huh. So that movie was actually really good. Right. That's actually pretty funny. But, See, but this is he played the, himself. But this is the thing on Amazon. To, it's so campy and he's going not, to the yeah. nymph oh, level. Yeah. He's he 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 just was like meta making fun of himself. Right. Because he had like he had someone who looked like him. He basically played his own double ganger. Which is which kind of, yeah. <laughs> um. But you get like he he changed it so you know he's not. Van Damme when right. he's playing this, and so <laughs> he's, he's, he, for he's choking accent? out. His, he's choking out his double ganger, and he's like, "What's a better movie, Time Cop or something?" And the guy goes like, "Time Cop, of course." I'm like, "Wrong." And he's like, "How could you say Time Cop <laughs> wasn't a good movie? It's my favorite movie." <laughs> like, you felt bad for that for like the character. Yeah, you played. it is my favorite uh, Van Damme movie is Time Cop because that was the only movie where they do his move against him. I was like, um, like, oh my god, they use his own move against him. It's awesome. I mean, that, that show starts over like, I am Jean-Claude Van Damme, master <laughs> of the splits. <laughs> I forgot he has a kid named Kal-El. That's right. Oh, oh Nick Cage. Cage. Nick Cage has a kid yeah. named Kal-El. Sorry, a, just to go back a, to him. It's a boy or a girl? Uh, I think it's a boy. Okay. What was be. the yeah. last good movie Nick Cage did? I'm going to go with- um, uh, Define good. The first, <laughs> the first, can we say- National Treasure? Kick- Kick ass? Yeah, it's, we can say kick ass. Well, it's a movie title. It's a movie title. Contextual. Movie title. Contextual. Contextual. So I'd say like his role in Kick Ass was the last good thing he did. Yeah, you know, I, I like he well, did it well. I like Raising Arizona, but um, in Kick Ass, it's funny because once again, I don't watch trailers. Right. So I only saw posters of the movie working in a movie theater. Right. And I didn't know that was Nicolas Cage. So I was like, exactly. The, That's the, why the, it was good. <laughs> the the costuming works. So yeah. it was the first time. It was the first time I actually believed that a superhero costume can't actually hide the identity of a person because I right. did not know until I was watching. I was like, "Holy crap, that's Nicolas Cage!" I yeah. forgot why he took so many roles. Uh, no, he, why? Uh, he, He's uh, bought he, more than a dozen houses. Island. He had an island, and he a, went to debt. More than twelve houses, a Bavarian castle, two Bahamian islands, yeah. and more eccentric items like a dinosaur skull, shrunken heads, and a Lamborghini, which once belonged to a Shah of Iran. And he also bought a comic Why book. Why would anyone buy all that? He bought a comic book for like $2 million. I, I think he was the yeah. first appearance of a The Superman. first print of Death of Superman. So, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, that's what I should have asked when Mike Carver- You should have asked him that. When Mike Carver was like, so what are you guys collecting? I'd be like, I'm, collecting I'm Death currently of on a mission to get all 4 million <laughs> copies of Death of Superman, burn them all, so that way it finally be worth something. <laughs> Inflation. Yeah. You should have asked him there would be a book burning of it at the Christmas guy. Yeah, right? Uh, oh, man. Why he has so many movies out this year (laughs) if i don't don't have a job to do it can be very self-destructive oh Oh, yeah definitely definitely, that's what he's saying yeah um you know what's amazing about his performance in in kick-ass he pulls off a fantastic adam Adam west West impression oh absolutely oh Mm -hmm. like and it took me a couple like why is he talking like like, yeah oh he's doing adam west and like perfectly i wonder if that was direction or was that just him no, I don't know, but have, it was right. genius. Have you seen Face Off with him and Travolta? Oh, yeah. I hate that movie. As much as you may dislike it, look at how he <laughs> takes the mannerisms yeah. of Travolta and melts it so well. 
Yeah. He's a very good impressionist. He is very, very good at that. He's very good with what he does. Yeah. He, the guy can act. I, is he good yeah. at acting? That's a debate. See, that's the thing. When we were just talking about your actors and the choices, and I believe that he is a oh, good I think actor. he's a good actor. I just yeah, think he's but. terrible at everything else he does. <laughs> Which, you know, obviously, being the actor, being the Clearly best actor Clearly, his Uncle is Francis not, is like, you cut off, Nick. I'm not, not giving you any more money. It's not the best thing to do. Maybe he never you gave him any money. To, That's why he took so many roles. You have to do the other stuff as well or have a good right. team surrounding you. Yeah, I, <laughs> Nick Cage, man. Like, maybe. Listen, maybe so much as a promise. Child, I'm just glad that I still like child, him regardless. He took that heroin. And he thought he was Spider-Man. You know what? Actually, that's why the Tim, that's Bur- that's the why the Tim Burton Superman failed. Because he uh, stopped. There's a documentary about that. Have you ever watched it? <laughs> no, but I want to. It's a great documentary about, a lot of like, things that I actually need about to watch. the Tim Burton Superman. Yeah. And... <laughs> I really, dude. I really... They, I, like, once I heard about that being a thing, I'm like, I would have loved to see it. They pulled the plug on it just when they finally got it right. When they were about to to do it, they got the suit right, the whole thing, and people criticized Nick Cage for the long, long hair, hair. But it was in the it's comics. Like, but that at the com at the time, yeah, that Superman was, had that long was hair. the role. That was that what was, was going on. It's like um, shut up. They visually just got it. Unfortunately, there was like while they were doing tests, they took that picture where he's like looking off to the side and he looks like he's yeah, a little yeah, dopey. Yeah. And then, <laughs> you know, it kind of like helps sink the movie before it ever got started. It probably would have been an awesome movie. Yeah, I really definitely think so better too. than Superman Returns. Oh, don't even. <laughs> let's not let's not go let's down not, there. Let's not. I, Wrong! For Done. what it was, I thought Superman Returns was all right because okay. they were trying their hardest it was a Superman to recreate movie. the other Superman movie. Christopher Reeve, yeah. it, it was a Superman movie during my lifetime, so that was pretty cool to begin with. Right. And then when the other Superman movies came out, I'm like, all right, those are okay, but... Mm. Oh, yeah. I got it. Oh, all right. Go um, I was my, my I've mentioned this on the show before, but I haven't seen this in a long time, a <laughs> Superman Returns story. I was working in a movie theater at the time, Mm-hmm. When they played Superman, mm-hmm. and we had a special screening, for, it was a midnight screening for for audiences. It was a packed house, mm-hmm. and the movie. If you guys spoilers, if you guys seen it? There's a point yeah. where you believe Superman is dead, yeah, because he gets stabbed and he gets right. falls in it, and so as he's dying in the movie, you know, in that scene, mo- for a split second, yes, Jerry Seinfeld's there. Really, really, yeah. That's when, they're, when they're bringing him into the hospital. I gotta, all right. Yeah. Really? So, it's only like he's like there for a second and gone. Oh, like, that's funny. I yeah. didn't know that. So the part where, where he dies and then they go in the, in the and bed is empty, uh-huh. the movie stops. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, that's an it's ending. Over. <laughs> yeah. So Woof. I'm working there. I ran upstairs to the projection booth. And in classic Three Stooges style, the film was all over the floor, and the manager was trying to put it together. It was the craziest thing. Oh, my God. So the movie got wrapped, but it ended at that point in time, which is hilarious. Oh, my God. Because, like, that's the end of the movie. This is a great movie. And people left. (laughs) Wow, thinking that Superman dies in the movie. (laughs) That was, yeah. So so that was the weirdest visual in my head, seeing film on the floor. Right. While the projector is, and he's, he's frantically trying to put it together, and it took like, I think like an hour to get it all back together, so we actually played the ending, but some An people, hour later. Yeah, some people stayed, but most of the people just left, so at that point in time, there was no, you know, no DVD or whatever, so right. that's how it ended for them. And no one's wow. like, wow, there's no credits, but I guess it's over. Because at the same time that the movie stopped, it stopped perfectly, it was the right moment, and then the curtains closed oh, on the screen. Oh, no. Wow. So it was like, well, that's it, movie's over. Bye, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. I maintain that movie... One of the the story is not the problem. The acting is not the problem. The yeah. problem with that movie 
is they decided to get someone other than John Williams to do the score. Ooh. He tried his best. Like yeah. I said, everybody was trying I'm not saying he best. wasn't trying his best. I'm saying it just that didn't movie, hit. They didn't have John Williams. They money. needed John Million. John Williams. John, 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 John Millions. Millions. They wanted the John Williams. They didn't have Millions. John Millions. There, yeah. yeah. They needed John Williams <laughs> to do the bum score bum. because there's multiple times where he's doing amazing Superman heroic mm. stuff. And there should be some amazing and there's, Superman music. There's no Superman march being played. No. And it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, it just didn't work. Where if I hear the Superman march, I'm like, oh, he's doing Superman stuff. I feel, yeah. you know, like the that. that you feel kind of like, yeah, like that gives you the, the hype, yeah. the pump. You're like, yeah. I will play the Superman march if I'm feeling down to make myself feel better. Like it's such an uplifting song. So when he's doing amazing Superman stuff, you need that music, and they didn't have it. Yeah. And I'm telling you, if you were to rescore the movie and watch it again, you're like, you know what? It wasn't that bad. That's what it's I'm saying. better than the quest for peace. Oh, yeah. man. So, um, Definitely better well, than Superman 3. Well, we're out of time. <laughs> so we're going to have our final thoughts. So, Zambo. Yes. We have a final thought on, on this off-the-rails show as we like to do. Oh, but dude, we weren't even near the rails. <laughs> My closing argument for separating the art from the artist is... <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got. Dominic, I'm sorry. Final thought. Oh, um, the best comic book <laughs> investment that you can make is to buy four million copies of The Death of Superman and burn, burn three well, million nine hundred nine nine thousand nine hundred nine. You can just say you burned them. That's and then true. just store them. And then just have start a secret. selling them off. Kind of like that. Hide it in your mountain fortress <laughs> and just like. Kind of like those two dudes that one's collecting every single VHS copy of Jurassic Park and the other dude is collecting every VHS copy of Jerry Maguire. So yeah. 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 He's, yeah. he's creating temporary inflation. There you go. Yeah. So my final thought is this. Uh, thank you for joining us on the show, on this roller coaster ride of a show. Mm-hmm. Thanks to uh, Mike Carbonaro for uh, calling in. Um, sorry for you guys who were expecting the surprise buildup of the other show. We'll get to that one of these days. Um, the Big Apple that convention is a tease is, for a later date. Is this weekend because you're listening to us on the on on, on the right time when this is being broadcast? So That's make sure you guys right. Go there. Uh, congratulations to whoever won those tickets, which will be on our Facebook Live uh, YouTube contest, which you mentioned on our Facebook Live behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So that about does it for this week. On it came from the radio. Woo. Join us right here and every week on this radio show. If you miss any part of the show, tough. Go to our website www.camefromtheradio.com. Let's your archives is in a week or so. Um, check us out on our YouTube page. Our next live show will be on uh, every Wednesday at 2 p.m. ish. <laughs> Um, check us out in such places as Beyond the Door and Studios or as <laughs> Overcast, Podcast, iHeartRadio, Google Play, iTunes, Breaker, or Breaker, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Spotify, Podbean, Player FM, Soundcast, Acast, Castbox, TuneIn, Stitcher, Podmus, Luminary, Blueberry, Mixcloud, Apple Podcast, Deezer, Podcast Addict, Castro, Pandora, or download the Alexa skill. It is on there. It is an Alexa skill. Or just Google It Came From The Radio. And we will see you uh, next week. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.